For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It is always an honor and a privilege to be here with you. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m., so set your dials. Also, you can always stream the show live by going to www.federalnewsradio.com and listen to it on Sundays. Or you can also go to the Village Green website, which is www.myvillagegreen.com. And on the right-hand side of the homepage, there's a microphone icon. If you click on that, you can stream and download any of our previously recorded shows for absolutely free. Uh, We're always here bringing you the best, latest, and greatest related to health and wellness. Today is no exception. Today I have a great special guest on. We're going to be talking about uh, gluten-free, and I know this is a very popular topic, oftentimes somewhat controversial because anytime something starts to get a lot of attention in the media, in the press, in general culture, there are people that latch onto it and basically identify it as the next best thing since sliced bread, no pun intended. And then there's other people on the other side of the fence who are avid critics of it. The point of today's show is to introduce some of the reasons or um, you know ideas about being gluten-free, but really it's more about, uh, my special guest is going to share with us the nuts and bolts of it and really if you've decided that this is a choice that you want to to explore, whether it's something that you do on your own or under the guidance of a healthcare professional that you're working with, this is more about finding the right tips, how to do it right, how to save money while doing it, basically the nuts and bolts of living this type of lifestyle. So I want to introduce my special guest. Jennifer Fugo is the founder of Gluten-Free School and teaches gluten-sensitive individuals simple, savvy, and empowering steps to get healthy. Living gluten-free since early 2008 after a gluten sensitivity diagnosis, she knows what it is like to feel overwhelmed by the cost and seemingly complicated aspects of going gluten-free. A sought-after expert, advocate, and speaker about healthy gluten-free living, Jennifer has been featured on Dr. Oz, Yahoo, Yahoo News, eHow, CNN, and Philadelphia Magazine, and is, on, and is the author behind the groundbreaking book, The Savvy Gluten-Free Shopper, How to Eat Healthy Without Breaking the Bank. She also has a phenomenal website. Jennifer, if you could please plug your website so people can have that resource as well, that would be great. Well, it's uh, www.glutenfreeschool.com. Perfect. So, Jen, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I'm excited to have all of your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be able to share everything that's in my head with all of your listeners. And I know this is a trying topic for many people who get started, and it can be relatively or actually very overwhelming for many. And I hope that they'll walk away from our conversation feeling that it's not doesn't need to be as complex as many people think it is. Well, absolutely. I mean, in today's show, we're only going to be able to scratch the surface, but I certainly encourage people who are interested to utilize the resources like your book and your website to get more information about it. So, Jennifer, let's first kind of put gluten-free into context. I mean, we know it's like a hotly debated 
topic, you know, with the traditional medical community basically are oftentimes relegated to whether you have celiac disease or not. And then there's a huge amount of uh, people specifically in the integrative medicine, functional medicine, alternative medicine world who feel through their experience with patients and through some more cutting edge testing that's out there, that there's a huge spectrum of people that don't necessarily have celiac disease, but have some degree of gluten sensitivity that's potentially undermining some aspect of their health. It could be contributing to something like skin conditions, migraine headaches, digestive concerns, neurological symptoms, autoimmune uh, symptoms and conditions. There's a huge breadth and spectrum. I would love for you to share with us your story because it's relatively dramatic and obviously you're pursuing this idea of educating and teaching people how to live gluten-free practically came out of your own experience and your own journey. So I'd love for you to share that with the audience so they can put your experience and expertise into perspective. Well, thank you, first of all, for such a good explanation of what is going on right now with the debate between whether gluten sensitivity is real or not, because that is a real discussion that's happening. And I have to say that, and I will preface the conversation by saying that I live in limbo, and it will become clearer as I go through my short short story in a moment why I live in limbo with whether I am gluten sensitive or whether I actually have celiac disease. But many people out there live in the same boat that I live in, that we don't really know what's wrong with us, that we have some sort of reaction to gluten, and we may not test with the um, the gold standard, like you might not get the endoscopy results that with a biopsy that you're expecting of where the villi of the small intestine is damaged. You might not have the genes. You might not have certain issues, but the thing that I'm learning now is that how we determine whether someone is is gluten sensitive or has celiac disease there's a lot of there's a lot of gray zone that some people are saying that maybe celiac is a part of gluten sensitivity maybe it's not um in my shoes it was 2008 and i had spent several years very very sick and i got to a point where i couldn't get out of bed in the morning after sleeping even 11 hours and i was totally exhausted I went to the doctors, I had blood work drawn, and they had no idea what was wrong with me. That was my main complaint, to be entirely honest with you. It was the fatigue and the inability to wake up and and feel refreshed when I woke up. So I ended up in a, a holistic nutritionist's office, and after looking at my diet, she said, you know, you'll eat a lot of gluten. Now, I have to say this, I did not know what gluten was. I come from an Italian family. There's like gluten in almost everything that I ate, you know, pasta and pizza and all sorts of stuff. So to me, this was a foreign concept that something that I was eating could be causing a problem. And she, after explaining to me what gluten was, I agreed for a three-week period to take gluten out and just see what happened. But within, I don't know, three days, four days, I thought it was the fatigue. I thought that was the main problem in my body. But my digestive problems, which I know I didn't mention that before, but I just thought it was they were normal, so they weren't even on my radar as being a problem. All of my digestive issues, the gas, the incredible bloating, the diarrhea, um, just feeling sick and having pains in my stomach disappeared within three days. And it was so noticeable that it wasn't just myself. My husband noticed it. My family noticed it. And I went back to her and said, listen, um, the fatigue thing we're working on, but like this other crazy thing happened and my stomach is quiet for the first time ever. 
And so we decided to do some other uh, actual blood testing to see if there were any antibodies in my system for gluten and potentially other proteins. It turns out that I'm highly sensitive to eggs. I'm moderately sensitive to gluten, the casein protein, which is found in all dairy, as well as the cruciferous family and the cashew family. And those are, you know, those I don't worry so much about anymore because I've sort of dealt with them. But gluten, eggs, and dairy are my main problems. And I spent about a good eight weeks taking them out, and my physical body changed so dramatically. And if anyone goes to my website, glutenfreeschool.com, you go to the about page, you'll see a before and after picture of me that's incredibly dramatic. And friends who hadn't seen me in a year thought like I got cancer or something because I had lost so much weight. But it wasn't that I was sick. It was that my body had held on and created so much inflammation from consuming foods that were uh, triggering my immune system that I looked so bloated. So that that picture is an incredible example of that. So the reason I say I live in limbo is just that I never went and got tested for celiac disease, and I probably should have. And so I think that gluten sensitivity is definitely something that does exist because I don't think that we truly know exactly how to define celiac disease. I think there are some gold standard ideas, but at the end of the day, I've even spoken with Dr. Alessio Fasano, who is like the celiac guy, and he even said, he's like, our testing is not 100%. He's like, there are people that present that have all the symptoms, but the tests don't come back quite the way we would expect, and it makes it difficult, and it's a challenge. So I proceed forward educating women on how to live this lifestyle in a way that makes sense. You don't go crazy. You don't go broke. And you actually enjoy your life. And I think that's the best that you can do because your health has to be a priority. Mine is. And as a result of, of taking these steps, I've dramatically improved not just the quality of my life, but um, you know, I've had, had the pleasure of reaching so many others out there. Sure. Well, it's a great story, Jen, and it mirrors the story that I see in so many different patients. And I think that, you know, as I said, the the issue becomes more controversial as it becomes more popular. You know, anytime there's more attention to anything, there's going to be potentially more skepticism. But for people to get their head around it, there's some, you know, good facts out there. I know one misconception that gets promoted a lot is that the reason why there's so much gluten sensitivity these days is because we've modified the gluten plan or the wheat plan in a way where it has a lot more gluten. But in fact, you know, top researchers at the U.S. Uh, Department of Agriculture have done extensive testing on wheat products and learned that there's really no more gluten in today's wheat than previous wheat. But what we have seen are dramatic changes in the DNA structure of the wheat plant. And there have been some important changes genetically in the proteins like gliadinin, which is the part of the that the immune system responds to the most in gluten. Now, what also people can understand is we know that celiac disease diagnosis has skyrocketed in the last 20 years, and the best data and the best scientists have determined that it's not due to better detection. There seems to be an elevated rate of celiac disease. So we know that humans are reacting to gluten and wheat on a more uh, broad basis as the population has expanded and as time goes on. And we see that mirrored in other reactions to food. We know that peanut allergies and food allergies in kids have skyrocketed. So there's a lot of theory theories out there as to why the human body is developing more sensitivities to proteins in food. And some of it has to do with the hygiene hypothesis, where our environment is so incredibly clean that we have more allergies and more reactivity because the more exposure to bacteria we have, the more our immune system becomes desensitized and is, can better take on allergenic exposure. 
the overuse of antibiotics and the role in the gut flora and how that may change our immune reaction to food. And I think these food reactions span beyond gluten, and it's a trend that we're seeing expand overall in our population specifically in the developed world. So if you think about it in that broader context, it becomes a little easier to get the head around the idea that, yes, more and more people are becoming reactive to foods that we used to not be reactive to. And I think thinking about it like that helps open the door for people to be able to embrace this idea of possibly living a gluten-free lifestyle for the benefit of their health without getting a definitive diagnosis. Because even as the top gluten celiac disease researcher, as you just said, Jennifer, Dr. Alessio Fasano, has said that the testing is not all that great. So when we come back from the break, Jennifer, I really, this is where I want you to just take our audience through the nuts and bolts of living a gluten-free lifestyle. And your book, The Savvy Gluten-Free Shopper, is really helping to us to understand how to do it in a healthy way, because being gluten-free does not mean that you are being eating healthy. And that's a clear distinction that I want you to help people to understand and also making it affordable. So this is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. And we're going to be right back with Jennifer Fugo as soon as this break is done. Don't go anywhere. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCT. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet committed to pure and great tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Are you under a lot of stress at work? Pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads? It can all take a serious toll on your health. But we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years. And we'll take the time to advise you about 
your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m., so set your dials. You can also find us online at www.myvillagegreen.com. On the right-hand side of the homepage, if you click on the microphone, it'll take you to our archive show section. We've got great shows lined up. I've had really great guests on this last month. Last, uh, My last show was with Dr. Jeffrey Boone, one of the top preventative cardiologists in the country out of Denver, where we talked about all sorts of great cardiometabolic testing and assessing risk factors for heart disease. Uh, two weeks before that, I interviewed Dr. Mayo Friedlis, one of the leaders in regenerative medicine, doing uh, incredible work with prolotherapy, stem cell injections to rebuild joints and joint health great non-surgical options for people in chronic pain. And today we're talking with Jennifer Fugo about the nuts and bolts of living a gluten-free lifestyle. So Jennifer is the founder of the Gluten-Free School. You can learn more about uh, the Gluten-Free School by going to www.glutenfreeschool.com. She is also the author of the groundbreaking book, The Savvy Gluten-Free Shopper, How to Eat Healthy Without Breaking the Bank, and has been featured on Dr. Oz, Yahoo News, CNN, and Philadelphia Magazine. Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time today to help spread the word about this to our listeners. Absolutely. So in the last segment, we sort of trailed off with this idea of does gluten does being gluten free mean being healthy? So you have, I think, phenomenal firsthand experience with this whole aspect of transitioning to a gluten free lifestyle when you really knew nothing about it previously. Help take our listeners through the process and the shock of being told that you have to be gluten free and getting your head around what does that mean? What's in gluten? What's not? And making the transition to a gluten free lifestyle and you know the mistakes that we can make and how to do it right. Yeah, so I was told that I needed to be gluten-free. And as I shared with everyone, I come from an Italian family. I still have relatives in Italy. And my family typically typically cooks everything from scratch. So we are not the typical processed foods, like, you know, to have takeout every night for dinner and, and microwave meals and things. So we were still eating, I would say, cleaner than the majority of people who were just eating the standard American diet. But it didn't really matter. So when I got this gluten this gluten-free, um, what at the time felt simultaneously like a death sentence and a blessing, because you know I felt like I had to break up with my culture in a, in essence. I had no idea how you could take gluten out and still survive. That really there is a right and a wrong way to do this. And the only reason that I personally know this is that, yes, I went gluten-free. I swapped out pasta for gluten-free pasta, bread for gluten-free bread, um, you know, and other pastries and things, whatever the regular version was, I swapped it out for gluten-free. And boy, did I love desserts. I've always felt like I had to just try them. If I came across something that was gluten-free, I would buy it and I would eat it all. And within a year after going gluten-free, and yes, I did feel better for a period of time, but about a year later, I started to feel sick again. And I couldn't figure out why. I thought, like, I've done all this work. I changed my diet. I took all these supplements. I, you know, I've done all this stuff. I should feel better. And in fact, I was feeling incredibly fatigued. I had, you know, my menstrual cycle had gotten really messed up. Um, I had a lot of skin breakouts, and I was feeling very um, 
fatigued when it came to exercising. I literally felt like there was no gas in the gas tank to get me from point A to point B. It wasn't that my muscles were tired. It was that I physically had no energy. Um, my sex drive was like non-existent and it was just like not a good place to be. And I was thinking to myself, like, what is wrong? Well, turns out that not only all those years of being sick, that certainly didn't help matters, nor the level of stress that I dealt with through life uh, on a daily basis, nothing, you know, nothing crazy or specific, but just regular stress in our lives. All of that combined with eating the gluten-free diet that I, I sort of like swapped into triggered adrenal fatigue and candida at the age of 29. I mean, that's like sort of shocking that like someone at that age should be that exhausted again, having all these health problems again. And part of the problem is that the standard gluten-free flours are incredibly high glycemic, all of them. I don't even care if you tell me it's brown rice flour. They're all high glycemic, even the, the, the legume flours. You can't rationalize that simply because it's a flour made from a whole grain or a whole legume that somehow that is not going to cause an impact on your body, that it must be okay. So, for example, uh, gluten-free bread is about 77 on the glycemic index, and whereas whole wheat bread is somewhere around 68, so we already know that whole wheat bread can actually cause blood sugar spikes, but we know for sure that gluten-free bread can as well. And I think gluten-free bread is one of the worst things that people can eat out of, out of all of the products simply because of how much junk there is in them. So that's a problem is that we have these incredibly high glycemic starches that convert to sugar, and you're just on the blood sugar roller coaster all day long. It feeds the yeast or a.k.a. candida in your gut, and you just end up getting sicker all over again. And this is one of the biggest problems that I get letters every day from women who they they felt better initially and then something happened and they don't exactly know what and they just now don't feel good and they don't know what to do about it. And what's worse is they've become a sugar a sugar addict. They, they feel like they cannot go without a, an incredible amount of carbs and refined sugars in their diet. They can't function without it. And that to me is a very alarming trend because those of us that go gluten-free, for whatever reason, I, I really am not going to sit here and, and, and demonize any person that goes gluten-free for any reason, because FYI, there are cultures in the world that naturally eat gluten-free, and I don't think they're concerned whether their diet is gluten-free or not. It just happens to be. So whatever your reason is for going, just be aware that gluten-free is not synonymous with healthy that is a misnomer. That was something that was, I think, put out into the press by a lot of celebrities who were using their diets as ways to say, oh, this is a great weight loss. I lost all this weight. I went gluten-free. They're nutritionists or not. I guarantee you they're, the celebrity nutritionists are not telling these celebrities, oh, go eat gluten-free bread. Go eat as many gluten-free pastries as you want. That's healthy. Yeah, they're eating gluten-free, but they're eating foods that happen to be gluten-free. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. That's the transition where I figure for the first month, if you want to do this and you really don't know what to do, and especially like if you have celiac disease or an autoimmune disease or you're, you find out you're really gluten intolerant and you've got to make the switch, if just for the first month the peace of mind is, okay, I'm going to swap things out, I can understand that, and I would not hold it against anyone. But after a month or so, you need to start transitioning 
to a diet that happens to be gluten-free. What that means is that you're looking for real food in the grocery store, so it's not in boxes and plastic wrap and all these other containers. A few things are, and I'll talk about those. But generally speaking, whole real food that you know what it is and you know where it came from. So predominantly most of the stuff that's in your produce aisle the meat and fish department, eggs. Um, if you eat dairy, perhaps some, some different selections of things in the dairy department, and obviously we could go into dairy and whether that's good for you or not, but we won't for this conversation. But there's plenty of fresh um, fruits and vegetables, meats, uh, you know, even like whole, whole grain. There are gluten-free whole grains. There are legumes. There are nuts, seeds, and there are a bunch of other things that you can absolutely have that on a regular basis are going to support your body as opposed to throwing it into a tailspin and causing more damage than helping you. And for me, that has been my mission is helping women make this distinction between what is healthy and what's not. Getting out of the, I think it's almost like a little rat race with the food companies that they create all this marketing and somehow you get caught up into thinking that like, uh, the gluten-free muffins that, you know, oh, it has omega fatty acids in it. It's good for me. It's got those omega-3s and, oh, it's a good source of fiber and all the ridiculous labels that they put on the front of a package somehow excuse all the bad stuff sure. and the, the bad health consequences of eating that, you know, that muffin or that cake for breakfast, for every dessert, for every single moment where you're reaching for something, it ends up being carbs. So for me, that's that's the big thing is transitioning to a diet that's healthy. Right. And I think the big disconnect, Jennifer, is that a lot of people fundamentally don't necessarily understand what the structure of a true healthy diet should be when it comes to, you know, vegetables and proteins and good quality fats and the ratio that it has to carbohydrates and sugars because our diet and our culture, especially in America, is so driven on carbohydrates and sugar. So, you know, it seems like, um, you know, these people need a re-education almost about glycemic index, how sugar affects their health, how, you know, basically blood sugar spikes cause insulin surges, which contribute to a lot of weight gain and then cause blood sugar crashes, which, as you experience, can have detrimental effects on the adrenal system and how it fuels the different what they call dysbiosis or the growth of unfavorable organisms in the gut like yeast and candida. And then, you know, one, if people can get that education first and then go gluten-free, it makes a whole lot more sense. But before we get into some of the more nuts and bolts, we sort of glazed over this, and I want you to touch on it. I mean, one of the biggest questions that I get in talking, whether it's to a patient or an acquaintance or a family member or a neighbor at a barbecue, if the gluten-free topic comes up, and I say, well, yeah, it sounds like, you know, maybe... Uh, you should try it, or they say somebody suggested I try it, and they ask me, well, well, what can I eat? You know, if I can't have gluten, what can I eat? And there's, I think, a misconception that gluten is, people don't know what it is, so they don't know where it occurs, and they don't know what things in the diet they have to eliminate in order to be gluten-free. So I would love for you to just take us back almost to like, you know, gluten-free 101 of, you know, what, where is it found and what can you actually eat if you're gluten-free? Well, I'm chuckling because I get that question a lot as well. And when I initially went gluten-free, the, the question I would get the most is, are you on the Adkins diet? Like people couldn't fathom how I had given up gluten and was still surviving. It just didn't make sense to them. And it's a great question too, because again, as you said, a lot of folks are not well educated on 
what is in food and this whole idea that food has proteins and these different proteins, it just becomes overwhelming for people. So the, the easiest way to understand gluten is that gluten is a spongy protein that occurs in specific grains. It does not exist in other foods outside of grains naturally. It can be con, um, added in through contamination in like the processing of foods, like perhaps they're on the same uh, conveyor belt or that flour is wafting through the air and lands on the processing belt or you had flour on your hands from making your spouse's lunch and a sandwich for, uh, for his lunch and then you didn't wash your hands and made your gluten-free food with those hands that were not clean. That's a contamination issue. So what I always share with folks is this idea of using the acronym BROWS, B-R-O-W-S. It stands for barley, rye, oats, which are contaminated, wheat, and spelt. Now, there are a lot of other gluten-free, or excuse me, gluten-containing grains out there, but they're not generally used in the, at least the American diet. You may on occasion see farro or einkorn. Those are two slightly more popular ancient forms of wheat that are on the, available at grocery stores, but generally most people don't eat them. One that so, I think a lot of people forget about is uh, couscous. Couscous, but that's actually not a grain. That's no, it's a form of pasta. pasta yep. And I get that a lot too. Can I have couscous? And I say, no, that's actually pasta. Yep. So any type of pasta that is not marked gluten-free, um, it has to be marked gluten-free. And in fact, actually, just to uh, point, take your point and run with it a little further, is that even if you buy rice or you buy quinoa, both of which are gluten, naturally gluten-free, you have to buy them in containers that are marked gluten-free. Now, this might seem silly, and there's been a lot of jokes out there about, oh, I bought this bottle of water that was marked gluten-free. You know, it's not silly. It's ridiculous. And the, the water may be, but for other things like legumes and grains, that's a cross-contamination issue. And when a package is marked that it is gluten-free, now because of the FDA, they are required to, and we have to hope that they do follow through with this requirement, that they make sure that the process would eliminate any potential for gluten to come in contact with the ingredients and that it would test for under 20 parts per million of gluten. So that's what companies are supposed to do when products are marked gluten-free or like free of gluten or made without gluten, that kind of stuff. Those are all regulated uh, terms. So what is important to know is that any time you see the names of barley, rye, oats, which are contaminated, and actually they would just show up as oats. If you do eat oats and you can tolerate oats, you'd have to look for gluten-free oats. Regular oats, like Quaker oats, for example, do, are not gluten-free, and they do not test under 20 parts per million at all. But they're contaminated in the processing um, with wheat. So, and, and then, as I said, wheat and spelt. So if you see any derivatives of, of them, like barley malt, for example, is in a lot of cereals marked wheat-free, but it wouldn't be in cereals marked gluten-free because mm -hmm. obviously barley contains gluten. Mm -hmm. So any derivatives of those grains you would also need to avoid. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, as long as you cook regular real food, 
you are producing a naturally gluten-free diet, or as I like to say, a diet that's healthy that happens to be gluten-free. Right. So you can eat salads, marinated chicken, like um, I make pot roasts and all sorts of stuff, but there are some little things that you have to watch, like soy sauce, um, sauces, marinades can be a problem. Some spices can be an issue, so you want to make sure that your spices are gluten-free. Um, and again, it's that contamination issue, so making sure that you're buying from reputable uh, produce, food producers and that you know where your food comes from mm -hmm. in essence. Yeah. But all of the, the, the natural ingredients, those things are do not naturally have gluten in them. Right. And I find people oftentimes sigh a big sigh of relief when they hear, you know, oh yeah, you can have chicken and turkey and fish and, you know, beef and pork. You know, you can have all those proteins. You can have any vegetable. You can have any fruit. You can have all of the things that basically constitute a very healthy diet. There's very little deprivation involved with going gluten-free as soon as you get your head around giving up the foods that aren't healthy anyway, such as cakes and cookies and muffins and things like that. And the reality is, as you talked about, if you're really desperate for something like an indulgence occasionally for a dessert, there are plenty of gluten-free options out there. So when we come back from the break, Jennifer, because we've got to take a quick one, maybe we can talk about taking this a step further now that we've established basically how not to do it and are guiding people in a better way to do it. Let's talk about the nuts and bolts of making it affordable so it doesn't seem to be this huge investment for people um, as far as a cost-effective issue, because that is something that you bring up in your book, The Savvy Gluten-Free Shopper. So this is Dr. Kevin Pacero with The Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after these words. Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7, a Available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and on Online at myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths, offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 3 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember, Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? 
One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you all for tuning in here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m., so set your dials. Today, we are talking with Jennifer Fugo, the founder of Gluten-Free School and the website www.glutenfreeschool.com, which is dedicated to teaching people how to live the gluten-free lifestyle because it changed her life dramatically when she was diagnosed with a gluten sensitivity in 2008. And this is a story that I see play over and over again in many of my patients and in my personal life. I personally um, am live a gluten-free lifestyle based on some blood testing I did on myself about a year ago where I discovered a uh, bit of gluten sensitivity antibodies to the gluten protein. I ignored it because of my desire to not go through the trouble. And then about uh, six months later, I decided to screen my wife and she had a little bit of a stronger gluten sensitivity. And that was my trigger to say, okay, it's finally time to incorporate this into our lifestyle. It's been about nine months and it's been a huge dramatic transformation in my health as well. Energy, focus, concentration, my body, although I was not overweight by any stretch of the imagination for anybody who's out there listening who's actually seen me, I'm a thin guy, but my whole entire body composition changed. Uh, weight came off in other places. I developed more muscle mass in other places. I felt incredibly well. All of my exercise regimens went to the next level. It benefited myself, my children, my wife. So for me, it was a clear, uh, just like Jennifer, there was clear testing and uh, reasons why I should be gluten-free. Um, I would say I was healthy before, but I'm even healthier now. And what Jennifer has been helping us to understand and what her book, The Gluten Savvy or The Savvy Gluten-Free Shopper, How to Eat Healthy Without Breaking the Bank, has to do with what we discussed in the last segment, how to be a healthy gluten-free person. And in this segment, we're going to talk about how to make it affordable. So Jennifer, please help us understand, because we know that a lot of these gluten-free products tend to be more expensive. What are some of the tips that you discuss in your book? And first of all, where can people buy your book? Is it mainly on your website or can they find it on Amazon and other places? They can absolutely find it on my website, but it'll always take them back to Amazon as that's where the book is primarily sold. So if they, okay, they search for the Savvy Gluten-Free Shopper, it'll come right up. But um, I think one of the most important things to understand is that there's a lot of anger in the gluten-free space because if you've, and, and Dr. Pizarro, I'm sure that you maybe had this realization, you go to the grocery store after finally committing to this lifestyle and you're looking at products that are the gluten-free versions and you see this incredible price tag mm -hmm. of what you're not used to seeing at all. And it is something that many people struggle with because they feel like it's not fair. They're doing this for their health and they're being cheated sure. and put through the ringer because they're sick. Now, to some degree, yes, we should be eating healthier and, and unfortunately, eating healthier can be more expensive. But when you get savvy about it, and I say savvy, as opposed to, you know, cheap or um, on a shoestring, because savvy is about being making intelligent choices. It's being aware of what's around you, of what things cost. So you know when you're getting a good deal and when you're not. You know where maybe like the clearance rack is in your grocery store. A lot of people don't know there's clearance racks in their grocery store. They don't know that 
certain foods can be purchased in a produce um, a produce store as opposed to the regular grocery store that would be less expensive. So I want to talk a lot about that, but just real quick, I just want to say the reason that gluten-free foods are more expensive, and they're about 242% more expensive on average than their, their wheat based cousins is that there's certifications involved that cost more money and, you know, as an additional service that they have to provide to those of us looking for that label. Um, You're also asking someone else to make you food. I mean, that is one of the biggest problems with eating a processed food diet is that, hey, somebody else is making you that food. They're doing the work. You've got to pay for it. And then lastly, the gluten-free diet, even though it is exploded and there's so many products everywhere depending on where you live for someone in like New York or LA or Philly like there's tons of products everywhere maybe if you're in the middle of nowhere not so much but it's still a niche market it's a small section of the huge amount of money that um, grocers make from grocery products so for them it's there's just less margins available to discount and offer coupons and things like that so just have an understanding that it's not necessarily that the grocery store trying to rip you off it's that it just costs more unfortunately, and that's a reality that many of us have to face. So if you want to go to the grocery store and shop smarter, the first step is, again, stepping away from the gluten-free aisle. That's one of the biggest problems. If you spend all of your money there, you're going to end up blowing it all on products. And frankly, at the end of the day, when you're done eating, you're not going to feel very satiated. So you want to look for nutrient density. And to me, that's the most important thing. First and foremost, evaluate what your financial situation is and that will help you determine what type of choices you will make starting out with a more budget conscious approach to eating gluten-free. Um, that's the, the biggest thing. And, and I think we have to get out of this idea that you have to do everything. Like you've got to go organic. You've got to do this. You've got to get grass fed. You've got to you, like get that out of your head. It's not important when you just start, especially if you're struggling to make ends meet. The first step is to start eating a naturally, uh, a natural gluten-free diet. So, for example, you go into the grocery store and you're going to start by buying fruits and vegetables and focusing more on vegetables than fruit because obviously we want to lower the amount of sugar that we do consume. You want to, you can go into the produce aisle and um, look for different sales and discounts that are offered in circulars and in coupons, which do exist, by the way. It's usually the first page and a half of a circular for a grocery store. And then heading into the meat department, um, there are sales on meats all the time. And the thing you want to look for in your grocery store is a special sticker. Like in mine, it's bright yellow, where they're, they've marked the meat down 50% because it's going to expire in a day or so, and they cannot sell it anymore. It doesn't mean that that meat is bad. You buy it at 50% off, and you put it in your freezer. And then you take it out and defrost it when you are ready within a reasonable amount of time, like maybe two or three months, depending on what it is, um, and cook it. And that way you save 50% off meat, which can run you a lot of money. And then you buy beans, which are not cooked, grains that are gluten-free that are not cooked in bags, which a bag of, say, legumes could run you a dollar as opposed to a can of pre-cooked beans that will run you maybe a dollar or two dollars. So you could get a lot more out of a bag of beans that you cooked yourself. And uh, the same goes for grains. And so those are two real, those are a few really big spots. But then the other thing that I'll share too is the frozen food section, um, specifically just like vegetables. The frozen vegetable section is really critical to check out because there are some great opportunities to get fresh 
vegetables that have been flash frozen that are a fraction of the price of what you would get fresh. So green beans, for example, in my grocery store run about $2.59 for a pound. If I go into the frozen food section, I can get a bag of those green beans for a dollar. So that right there, you can really stock up, especially when there are sales on those frozen vegetables. That's when you stock up. And the best way to know what products in your grocery store are gluten-free but might not be visibly marked or be in the gluten-free section is to get one of the two or both of these gluten-free shopping guides. It's Cecilia's Marketplace. Um, and it's a grocery shopping guide, and then Triumph uh, Grocery Store or Grocery Shopping Guide, something like that. And both of those are excellent, and they will give you a lot of insider information about what other stuff that's not obvious it's gluten-free. So I found out that my local grocery store's frozen vegetables were naturally gluten-free, and they actually are gluten-free. The companies, These book companies have gone back and made sure that my local grocery store's store brand are safe for me to eat. So that's a really great thing to be able to have. And then from there, if you can start making priorities over maybe upping the health value of your food, you go, okay, like let's start with the dirty dozen list and go and look and see what fruits and vegetables fall on that list. And maybe then you buy organic berries and organic peaches and you don't spend that money on organic foods for like avocados or bananas or sweet potatoes because they're lower down on the list of pesticide-containing foods. And then when you have some extra money, because this inevitably is what happens, you'll be able to go buy grass-fed meat. And believe it or not, and I do this all the time, I will, because I'm aware of sales, again, it's about being savvy, I can get grass-fed meat at my local grocery store for 50% off because I look for those stickers to show up, and then I buy it all and put it in the freezer. So I always have a good stash in my freezer of food that I have gotten when it's near expiration date but can be saved. And so part of the way that I then reduce the cost even further is by meal planning. And that's a big thing to be able to do. It's not sexy. Nobody loves to do meal planning. But if you plan your meals and you also freeze your leftovers so you stop throwing food away, you will dramatically reduce the amount of money that is being hemorrhaged out of your home. And it is thousands of dollars, by the way. Every time you throw food in the trash, you are throwing money away. So that way you stop that and you eat the food that you've brought into your home and you cooked yourself and you know is safe for you to eat. Those are a lot of really phenomenal tips. And they're the same tips that, you know, you would start off with in just eating a healthier diet in general, um, at least when it comes to eating more proteins and vegetables. And I love the idea of frozen. People have this idea that frozen veg fresh is always the best. But the reality is there's been actually um, some studies that have come out recently talking about how the nutrient content of frozen vegetables is oftentimes higher than fresh. Because even if you go to your local, you know, health food store and you buy the organic broccoli, if you look at the label, oftentimes it was grown on the other side of the country. So by the time it was cut and picked and packaged and shipped and unpacked and put on the shelf and you bought it, it's been a long time since it's been out of the ground and those nutrients start to decline, whereas freezing actually preserves most of the nutrient content of vegetables. And it's nice because it's pre-caught, it's pre-washed, it's ready to go, and it's oftentimes, as you pointed out, a lot more inexpensive, which is a really, really nice thing. Um, so those are all really, really great tips, Jennifer. I mean, I want to bring up another 
point about getting back to, um, you know, healthy eating when it comes to being gluten-free, one of the things that I've seen, which has been interesting, and I've seen it in a few cases, and I do warn people, has to do with the reliance on rice flours when it comes to gluten-free products. And about a couple of years ago, there were some concerns in consumer reports about a contaminant in rice called arsenic. Jennifer, do you have any idea where I'm going with this? I do. Yeah. And I've had a few patients where through other screenings that we were doing for their health, we were monitoring metal levels or a doctor that they were working with was monitoring metal levels. And there's been a few cases, not enough for me to be able to draw a 100% conclusion. It's more now a sneaking suspicion where I have seen arsenic levels spike out of nowhere. And on further investigation with that patient, we discovered that they had recently undergone a change to a gluten-free diet. Now, what I suspect is that they were heavily relying on these processed gluten-free products that are mainly using rice flour because it has the best mouthfeel, baking quality. It's the closest thing to a wheat flour when producing things like gluten-free crackers and gluten-free cookies and gluten-free waffles and gluten-free pancakes and all of the gluten-free things that we try and strive for to maintain our comfort food in our typical American diet. And we know based on uh, volumes of literature that came out a few years ago that some rice products are highly contaminated with arsenic because arsenic is often contaminates groundwater from natural runoff from the rocks underground and rice is grown in water. So as a grain, it has a much greater capability than other grains to absorb that water and then absorb those contaminants like arsenic. So it's not something that I'm saying happens to everyone, but it's a word of warning and should be more motivation to eat the healthy gluten-free lifestyle that Jennifer is talking about, relying on vegetables and good quality proteins and fruits and other good quality grains. Do you have any comments on that, Jennifer, or have I said enough? I think you've said a lot. And I also add that in going to trade shows, and I can't confirm this officially, but what I was told by different companies is the problem is predominantly in the U.S., so U.S. grown rice, as opposed to rice that's grown in Italy. Mm. And um, there have been... Uh, Italian uh, companies that produce like gluten-free pasta that have tested their um, their stuff and found that their levels of arsenic are almost non-existent. Yeah. So they do feel. So I think that's one distinction that's important. I'm not. I'm not giving a pass on sure. saying, oh, if you find the the Italian gluten-free um, rice pasta, that's fine. But just know that if you are concerned about uh, arsenic, probably finding your rice that's grown outside of the U.S. might be a good idea. Yeah, and the Consumer Reports article that did come out did sort of test popular brands for arsenic content and list that. So there's another resource there if people want to investigate it. Now, we're going to have to take a quick break, but when we come back, Jennifer, I want to talk about this incredible project that you've been working on, the Gluten-Free Summit, which is available to any and everybody as long as they have access to the Internet across the country. It's going to be an amazing event. You've lined up incredible guests. Uh, interviews, lectures to really be a one-stop shop summit educational experience for people that are already savvy gluten-free people to learn more because you have some of the top experts in the field of medicine, integrative medicine, and living gluten-free lifestyles, all the way to the person who's just getting introduced. So I'd love for you to talk about that when we come back. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500. We're going to be back right after these words. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. 
MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. For over 10 years, Nordic Naturals has been the world leader in crafting omega-3 fish oils that are great for the body and for the planet. They work one-on-one with researchers and select fishermen to harvest only those fish species that are flourishing. With Nordic Naturals, you get all the benefits of omega-3, a strong heart, clear eyes, and flexible joints, plus the reassurance that their products are environmentally friendly. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit nordicnaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formulas supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green. Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11. We've had a great conversation with Jennifer Fugo, founder of the Gluten-Free School, which you can learn more about by visiting www.glutenfreeschool.com. She's also the author behind the groundbreaking book, The Savvy Gluten-Free Shopper, How to Eat Healthy Without Breaking the Bank, all about living the gluten-free lifestyle in an affordable, economical, and practical way. In the last segment, Jennifer, we sort of were transitioning out, and I talked about this amazing summit that you're doing, which is these summits are really cool. There's definitely a trend for them, you know, recently that I've seen, and it's such a phenomenal way for people to access incredible experts and volumes of information in a very convenient way. Can you explain kind of what the format of the summit is and the goal and what you're going to be, um, you know, doing and sharing with people? Absolutely. So the Women's Gluten-Free Health Summit was a brainchild of mine over a year ago. I realized that there's a lot of women out there that really don't have a good handle on gluten sensitivity from the very basics all the way to the complex. And part of the reason is that there's a lot of doctors speak, there's a lot of medical jargon that's thrown around, there are terms that are not something that you would ever 
hear in school or learn in common conversation, like leaky gut, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what is that? It sounds gross, you know, like, you just have no idea how, but they are so important for women to know. And so I wanted to help women become the best health advocates that I possibly could and give them a seat at the table of their health so that when they're talking to their doctor and their medical practitioners about this issue, because guess what? Gluten sensitivity is like one piece of the puzzle. There's a lot of autoimmune complexities that go along with this. There are different ways to approach your diet. There are different ways to eat. There are different ways to do everything and even a mindset there are there are so many important mindset pieces that are not handed down to people and they don't understand how to move past that stage of being anger uh, being angry excuse me mm-hmm. so i wanted to give women this gift of connecting with some of the most well-respected experts on gluten sensitivity in the world and get to ask them questions that a woman would ask. Like the, the patient, she's sitting in the chair asking the doctor, like, I don't get it. What is leaky gut? What is, you know, what is an antibody? What is an autoimmune disease? What are my risk factors? And getting answers that are boiled down, that are concise, that make sense to the regular person without any science or medical background so that you now understand every time you go on the internet, every time you read an article, you now know what exactly they're talking about. It makes you an expert and it also makes us as a community, and when I say a community, I mean those of us that are gluten-free, it makes us stronger because we'll all know what we're talking about to some degree. We don't need to be a doctor. You know, we're lucky we have folks like you, Dr. Pacero, that we can go to and get help with. We don't all need to be that, but we do. It is very helpful to physicians when the patient has at least some base understanding of what's going on. Oh, yeah. Empowered patients always get better care. Exactly. And so for me, that was the biggest thing. And so we took all of this information, all the interviews are 30 minutes apiece, no longer. And every day, four of our interviews will be released to the public that you can listen to at any point in the day, whether you wake up at 5 a.m. or you're up until, you know, um, 11 o'clock at night. And depending on when your kids are around and, and when they're not, whenever you're free, you can tune in and listen to those. You can stream them on the internet, through your computer, or on your mobile device. It's all free. It's all simple. All that anyone has to do is go to gfsummit.com and just register their name and email address and it's available to anyone all over the world the only thing is you have to sign up we're not going to release these audios to the public so that's the only way that anyone can gain access to them but um, you know we're looking to have an amazing event and the response we've gotten thus far is incredible and is um, it free jennifer or is there it a is. fee it's, it's completely free, free. that's there's so no, awesome there's no charge so there's no reason why anyone can't just drop by right. and listen to whatever interviews they want. And actually, on, on gfsummit.com, you'll see all of our experts as well as the topics they'll be talking about. Right. So and you can decide what's best for you. Yeah, it's such a cool format because you can listen at your convenience on any time that day when they're released. There's no 
charge or fee, and you can do it from anywhere you want. Commuting in your car, you can stream them from your phone. You can listen to them in front of a computer. It's such a great format. There was a great one on thyroid, a great one on detox. Now there's this phenomenal one you put together on gluten-free. It's such a great way to reach a vast majority of people and get a ton of information out there. So Jennifer, we are out of time. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk with me and educate my listeners about all the wonderful work you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, everybody, that wraps up the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. My wonderful co-host Dana Lake will be here next week, Sunday, 10 to 11 a.m. Set your dials. I will be speaking with you all in a few weeks. So until next time, I'm wishing you all the best of health. Take care. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside of the Beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists are here to advise you about creating your very own individualized healthy living plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, 5415 West Cedar Lane, or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.